in the entertainment capital of the world. It's the T.C. Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance in this first half tonight. The doctor operates here. Well, he has trouble with the spin, and the ball is funny. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts, and they brought some guts. Is now in. Glad to have you with us on this Monday. Magnificent Monday, Manic Monday. I don't know, man. We are not recapping any NFL football from yesterday. No, we're not recapping the Pro Bowl games, events, whatever you want to call it. But we may talk about it. Weird Monday, you know? Again, we're used to all this football each and every Monday. Throwing things at the television the day before, you know. <laughs> it is Super Bowl week. Let the hype begin, and uh, we look forward to all of that. The Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. How many different ways can you talk about this game? Well, me and my good friend Marco D'Angelo will figure out a way to do that all week long. My man, Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. What is up, my friend? Oh, I'm disappointed. We're not talking about the Pro Bowl? Come yeah. on. <laughs> if you'd like. I actually watched 30 seconds of it yesterday. 30. I was going to ask you. I, I was flipping channels and uh, it happened to be there and I saw, you know, car. I said, okay, let me watch a play. All right. That's enough. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough. One incomplete pass or one little, you know, dump off pass and yeah. you said, that's enough. Yeah. Flag football. No. I couldn't understand. What does third and mid mean? <laughs> did you see that on TV? I, I did catch Fourth it. and I mid, did. third and mid. And then, but then you had, well, I guess it sounded like Kirk Herbstreet, who was, on the broadcast, right, with some other ham and egg, I had no idea, but they put Herb Street on this thing. Herb right? Street and McAfee. McAfee? That was McAfee. Doing the lead play-by-play? Yes. <laughs> the punter? The punter? Um, he thinks he's a broadcaster now? Just because he has a podcast? He's a broadcaster? Because he has the... He can do network television now? Yeah. They have him on ESPN all the time. But his... No, but his deal is... You know, just kind of saying funny things and being that quirky dude. He's not a play-by-play guy. I think that's who they had you, with him. You think that was McAfee? You got to do your research. I on will. That. Get our crack research staff on it. <laughs> there goes Nubchuck, our crack researcher. Um, where was I going with this? Yeah. Uh, third and mid, fourth and mid. I saw that. See, you just interrupted my, my concentration. Where was I going with this? Had something to do. I'm going to save most of that for Terrible Tuesday. Uh, people texted me during the, it goes, this is der- definitely Terrible Tuesday worthy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, you think? Um, yeah. So we'll Pat McAfee and, and Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Thank you very much. Kirk Herbstreit. So while they're doing this, all the fun and games and the shenanigans, Herbstreit is actually talking about, yeah, they got to you know look for that, uh, you know, the X receiver there doing an out pattern. He shouldn't have done that. He should have went inside. It's like, Dude, this is shenanigans. This this isn't real football here. But he was trying to break it down like he was doing, you know, the college championship game. It was weird. Your job is to make the product watchable. It's hard. Oh, yeah. but they I mean, try. it's on. So yeah. I guess do what you got to do. Matt, I didn't even think that was Pat McAfee. I didn't hear any witty one-liners or anything of that nature. And why would you have a punter do a Pro Bowl when there's no punters involved? There's no kickers involved. Does anything in this Pro Bowl make sense? Nothing. There you go. That's why. Nothing. Nothing. Jeez. What was the attendance? I didn't even see numbers. 58,000. You're kidding. No. Yeah, I was going to get that. 58,000. Wow. And it, 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 it looked full, but it looked like people were just sitting on their hands, you know? And that's why I really wonder, because I talked to several people that went last year, and they were disappointed. They were duped. They were duped because they felt like, wow, I had no idea it was going to be two in touch football game. So we talked about it leading up to it. Beware, you know, what you're going to see. You're going to see a series of flag football games and some skill events. So be prepared, but it didn't give you any of those moments like rallying moments or cries like, yeah, it just like, it just seemed like, okay, there's 58,000 people here. They're here for a party. Or they're from out of town. They didn't realize what they were getting. Or if they did realize it, they were just fine with shelling their money out. Uh, and not cheap tickets, by the way, as well. Um, you know, shelling out over $100 for a ticket 
to just witness flag football. I bet you a large percentage of tickets were purchased by uh, casino hotels here and were given out to, <laughs> to some of their better clients. Makes sense. You would think so. But, yeah, 58,000 uh, attended the game. Again, not sure uh, if the majority of people were, were happy or not. But, you know, a lot of mixed reactions from players. Uh, we heard Josh Jacobs just came out and said, um, I won't say the quote exactly, but he says, this is stupid blank. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could fill in the next word there. So he said that. Then a couple other players they were saying, "Oh well, you know, it was as good as expected." This and that, but come on, this is this is something that's really really bad. I mean, it's I just got. I don't, what's your take on this thing? I mean, you can't bet on it because no no casinos, no sports books had anything on this. I mean, at least before you could you could bet on the nonsense. Well, the only thing you were betting before was the over because <laughs> right. nobody was playing defense, right? You know, and you know they just kept making the number higher and higher. Every but you year. had full game options. You had in yeah. game wagering options. Yeah. You could bet. You know, I don't know if they had props. They probably did have. Well, yeah, they had props, right? You know, quarterbacks, I, running backs, you know, wide receivers, yardage, all that stuff. It I'm, would be so hard to past. have. It would be hard to have props because you don't know how long the players are playing. You know, it's not like a quarterback where how you set it, you know, mm-hmm. how long are you going to have a, a star in there, you know, in a game like that? I, it's a joke. It really yeah. is. The like I said, we said before, to me, the only all star game that is watchable that I will sit down and watch is the baseball all star game. Right. I'm with you. And in at least there's actually, I mean, it is an actual game setting with something on the line, you know, granted, you know, Baseball, you know, home field advantage for, you know, the World Series. I don't know how big of a deal that that really is, but at least there's meaning for something there. And, you know, the chance of injury obviously is, you know, far different in baseball than it is, you know, in other sports, unless you got Pete Rose crashing into the, the catcher. catcher Ray Fossey, right? <laughs> you got to be old to remember that, but that, yeah, exactly. Remember the highlights for that as well, too. No. So, yeah. So the Pro Bowl games yesterday here in Las Vegas. Uh, just in case you're wondering, Marco, uh, the, the breaking news, because I'm not sure that people actually, you know, know this or not, that the NFC did defeat the AFC in the s- series of skill events. Now, were you aware of that, that, uh, for every skill competition, the winning conference got three points, <laughs> three points. <laughs> How much is that? How about longest yard? Remember that? Uh, how, how am I? What was that? Drop kick. Drop kick. How many points is that worth? Three. Three points for that. Damn. Ray Nitschke at his finest. Exactly. Hey, blue eyes. Think you could drop kick from here? I can sure try. Drop kick. Good. It's you, Ray Nitschke. There you go. It's a shame that your listeners can't get video of you doing your stuff. And especially last week's was the best when you're, you're ran on Skyline Chili. I mean, I wish I had video of that one. <laughs> Were we talking about that over the weekend? Did somebody have some Skyline Chili? Oh, yeah. One of, one of my uh, guys yeah. from Wager Talk was at a game and they had <laughs> chili dogs and I had, I had to send you the, the tweet. It was just so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> so did you have a favorite event? Skill skill event. Okay, first of all, I did not watch. I know you didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch. But I'm sure you checked like highlights just to see what you missed. I didn't. But here's what I did. Um, So yesterday afternoon, I looked at the the college basketball board because now I've officially changed into my routine there for for college basketball, and uh, so um, I watched the morning game. You know, Seton Hall playing DePaul. Watched a little bit of that. I was a little bit curious on. Wisconsin and Northwestern had Northwestern in that one, by the way. And then we had this void in the middle of the day. And I'm going like, where, where's the, like, the meaningful one o'clock games? Where, where, th- there was nothing. Don't tell me that, that college basketball and CBS and Fox and those guys said, Oh, we're going to just open it up for ESPN so everyone could watch the Pro Bowl. Like it's something <laughs> everybody wants to see. Right. And that's what happened. There was nothing on. So. After I got back from lunch, I said, okay, I, I do want to turn on. And so 
I can intelligently or semi-intelligently talk about it today or, or specifically for Terrible Tuesday, right? So yeah, I, I watched probably about 20 minutes of it. I saw Derek Carr, you know, so I, I tried to okay, digest the format. Okay, three of these flag football games. Yeah, this and that. Okay, fine. But I'm like you, I, I couldn't hang with it very long at all. So I did watch some of it. You didn't want to watch Penn State in Nebraska yesterday? No. And, and that turned out to be a blowout on the other side, you know, with Nebraska on, finally winning the game. I was on Nebraska. You had Husker? I enjoyed it. I, there you I go. enjoy it. Hey, uh, just by the way, just, I was undefeated this weekend. College go. baskets, Saturday and Sunday, undefeated. Well, just I, saying. I saw where you were eating all weekend. You needed to go <laughs> undefeated to pay the tabs on your food bills this weekend, dude. <laughs> I, I I can tell you that those those meals, the only thing that was left as far as cash, Marco, was the tip. All right, <laughs> those, those those meals were not coming out of my pocket. Just leave it at that, okay? Thank you to our proprietors at those places. Yeah, break, breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my first trip to Benihana was last night. Now, are I you a Benihana guy? Yeah, I can't believe uh, that's the first time you've been there because I'm not. That's not my genre. You know, I'm just not into Asian food. I, I, I don't get it. And again, I, I made sure I had a good lunch. Uh, it, it, one of my favorite establishments before that. But no, daughter's birthday. She'd been wanting to go there forever. And I didn't realize, even though I've been around here a long time. Well, you know, I was here in the 90s, moved away, came back again. But I remember Benny Hanna's when I was at the Hilton. And it's at the Westgate. I didn't realize that they were there since 1966. Yeah. 1966. I've eaten there many times. And every time you always tell me, you never bring that one up when you say, Hey, you want to go here? You know, Westgate, right. you want to go there? Westgate. Yeah. It's like, you're on didn't your own, you know, you're on your you own know. for that. <laughs> if you want to go, no problem. But you know, you don't, you're going without me. But I enjoy, they, I enjoy it. It's good food. It is good. I, again, I was a little bit, um, what's the word? You know, just hesitant, but anytime. So. When I looked at the menu, I said, okay, they have filet mignon. Oh, they got New York steaks. But I'm thinking, okay, again, I just, you know, not that educated about it. I'm thinking it's going to be heavy teriyaki and which I'm not a big fan of. But, you know, and I knew that they, they sliced and diced and did everything right in front of you, right? Exactly. Nice sound effect there. You can catch that. There it is. <laughs> you know, you know he's, he's getting too comfortable, you know, being on the show because he's, which is great. I'm just giving you bad time, but yeah, it, it wasn't. So I had my filet all chopped up this and that. I enjoyed it. I will say I enjoyed it. I was mildly surprised. Uh, and some of the, the beverages were outstanding. I, I had this, uh, this mango. Mango uh, cocktail, uh, fantastic. Well, it was a mocktail because I really don't drink. Uh, with a big, 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 did they put a little umbrella in? That it was for no, you? no. They put the big pineapple, which I really liked, you know. But uh, yeah, had, had the fillet, uh, th- then the rice, and I had it had to be explained to me the difference between steam rice and and chicken fried rice or whatever fried rice. Yeah, you. <laughs> I told you, I admit it. When I'm a novice, I'm a novice. I'm a novice. I don't. I don't. Do Asian, you know? You don't do seafood either. I, there you go. So you know what I had last night? I had some shrimp. It was good. It was good. Now I've had shrimp in the past, but I'm not going to order it. But if somebody, like when we went out the week before with our group, you know, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll try some of that, you know, but, uh, yeah. So I, I went, I went steak. I went shrimp, uh, the, the rice. Uh, the vegetables were very good. I, I'm a big zucchini guy and the fried onions and mushrooms, which I all like. I'm going, so yeah, it's hitting me while he's doing the shut <laughs> I'm going, you know what? I think I'm going to like this. And I did like it. So shout out to Benny Hanna. Here's, here's what I bet you didn't know. 1966. You knew that, right? Did you know that that elevator at Benny Hanna's, you ever been in the elevator to take you up to the second floor? Yes. All right. I'm not walking up the steps. Yeah, Come on. Right. Well, first of all, I didn't know it was multi-level. Okay. I didn't know I was going to a nightclub or a stadium or whatever. That place is huge. All right. But I don't, you're going to say, well, how do you know this? So I'm in the elevator, you know, leaving and there's like a, a server. He's going down with a tray and I'm going like, is your kitchen downstairs? I mean, do you have to bring this food up and down? He goes, Oh, no, no, it's upstairs. And you know, he's going downstairs, or whatever. And. Unbeknownst to me, again, this is unabated to the quarterback. I did not ask for this information. I said something like, "Like, uh, well, how long has this place been here? And he says, 1966. He goes, do you know 
that this elevator has only broken down two times <laughs> in the history of this place. I go, you're telling so me. you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> two times since yeah. 1966. There you go. So think about that. that that's impressive. It's kind of rickety, though. Yeah. <laughs> so Elvis has probably eaten there several times. Yeah. Brat Pack. I mean, everybody, right? Numchuck, have you done Benihana before? Never done Benihana out here. Okay. I've, done, I've done it back in Chicago. Okay. There you go. All right. We've had, we had one in Pittsburgh, All right. too. So did I order the right thing? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, it was good. So did the elevator sound like... <laughs> Kind of, sort of, yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're going to be doing this now, aren't you? Yeah. So that was my sound effect. When, when did I do that last week? And now that course, was yeah, last what Monday. Was I, what was I talking about? It was the. It was the. You, you, we were talking about the movie. The movie. Oh, is that my popcorn? That's no. That's not your popcorn. That, that, that's the the, uh, the projector. Oh, that was the projector. And that's when I was like, oh yes. no, they're, they're, yeah. I think they're DVDs yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, so I'm not going to hear. <laughs> This guy thinks they put they play DVDs in the projection room at a theater. <laughs> DVDs. Where you were, are you? You been? were supposed to go look. Did you go look? No, I didn't. I of didn't. course you did. I forgot. Well, you know why? Because I had it all timed out perfectly. Mm-hmm. I missed my Chardonnay music and everything, so I just got the hot popcorn and that. Yeah. You did hear my movie story from last week. Or you, you, I did you, not you, hear you, that. You, yeah, yeah. The the light bulb went out in the projector in the final twenty minutes of the movie. Oh no! But the audio kept playing. So here we are in a theater that the projector, whatever, the light bulb went out, and uh, and I know the light bulb went out because I've had this experience before in other theaters. And people were losing their mind. Well, the other three people in the theater were losing their mind because there were only four people in the theater. And it was one of these suspense thrillers missing. And here it is, hour and 25 minutes, edge of your seat. And then right when this girl's in the trunk, it just goes black. So, yeah. And so I'm going like, oh, this is this kind of cool. This director, like he's got us in suspense because it was a nighttime scene in the middle of the desert outside of Vegas, by the way. And so I'm thinking, but then after like a minute, it's, but we're still hearing somebody screaming, you know, two minutes, three minutes. And then you hear some guy sitting behind me like, what the F is going on here? I want my effing money back. So at that point in time, I'm like, okay, this there's something wrong here. Till that point, you really thought it was part of the movie. I did for about a, a, the good a first minute, and the other three people in the theater thought the same thing too. And then you get TC going, uh, go, 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 go. <laughs> that was when I had the popcorn earlier. Okay, <laughs> Mark is going. I've never done radio like this, especially on a Monday when we're recapping NFL games. <laughs> We, well, wait. this is probably more interesting than recapping the <laughs> exactly. okay, I'll give you that much. <laughs> uh, 58,000 people there. Hey, there you go. All right, I don't know, man. Yeah, so reactions mix. Seriously, what's the future of this game? I don't know what they can do. I mean, it's a totally meaningless game. The play, you know, every year more and more players don't even want to go show up. Yeah. So, you know, it's an honor to be on the Pro Bowl. Oh, okay. But- what you know? Well, I got some breaking news for you. I don't know if you guys know this. So speaking of that, what do the winning members of the team get for the Pro Bowl? I know. I Mr. don't. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, money's always good, but you know. Okay, this is a Pro Bowl. It's not even a game anymore, right? It's an event or these skill competitions, but. You make the Pro Bowl, you played in this game, you get a check from yesterday. Yesterday specifically. How much did each player from the NFC get? 10K. 10K? That would be a... Want <laughs> to try again? Uh, do I, do I gotta go higher or lower? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave that on you. This is not the price is right, okay? I 15. 15. Makes sense. <laughs> Each player from the NFC got $84,000. Seriously. Seriously. Pay that man his money. What is wrong with this picture? The losers got 42K. 44. Well, I heard 88 and 44. 44. Okay. And then I heard 
84 and 42. So you might want to double it's check. It's 84 and 44. Okay, it's 84 and 44. There you go. So if they went out and celebrated at some of the higher end clubs, bottle <laughs> service and everything, <laughs> right? That would be about their bill for for a group of 10 guys. The winning team member of the Pro Bowl is getting more than the losing team of the Super Bowl next week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's a terrible Tuesday stat. There you go. <laughs> right? Right? That makes zero sense. 150 for Super Bowl winners, 75K for Super Bowl losers. Pro Bowl? Flag football? <laughs> Throw a ball through a tire? Dodgeball? 88K, baby! Kick tac toe? 84K, whatever it is. Yeah. Some kick tac toe? Kick tac toe. Yeah. Okay, so did you watch it? I didn't watch it, but I saw highlights. Okay, so what's what's the so key basic, to this game? What do you do? You play kick tac toe, but it's the field goal. It's both teams' field goal units. Wait, wait, are you talking about you're you're looking at the net and then you're kick or what? Are you so about? you're looking at the uprights. Where's the tic tac toe on the ground, or is it or is it is is it through the uprights? <laughs> it's it's in the uprights. Okay. So oh so okay left corners okay and then what do you do? I, I I'm X. Circle gets the square. What do you exactly? Mean? So you that's would, how you do it. You would kick. Is it two guys against each other? It's two. It's AFC versus NFC. Oh, there's one kicker each. One kicker okay. each. All right. It was actually entertaining. It, so, so the way you're describing it kind of sounds fun. It it, it is because you know you and you, I love kickers. You people can, know you can block. People that played my fantasy football, you know, I love kickers. I love drafting kickers in the fourth or fifth round. I'm sure the Dallas kicker wasn't. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Brett Maher out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Final score yesterday, what, uh, 35 33. NFC beats the AFC. Marco, you got to do some recon on this. Both of you guys. I want to know anybody that went to this game. If any of our listeners went to the game, call us 702 221 7283. I'm curious. If you went, do you feel like you got duped or what? Or. Hit me on Twitter, TCMartin21, or at Marco in Vegas. Seriously, I, I want to know this. Do you feel you got duped? Because last year, that was the response that we got from people. It was like, man, I spent over 600 bucks on this thing between tickets, food, parking, family of four. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. If you want to, you know, see the stars, they would be better off with the Pro Bowl, make, you know, making it more fan friendly, you know, maybe letting them interact with, you know, the guys that made the Pro Bowl uh, more hands-on effect. Uh, that's the only thing that I could see the direction because I don't want to pay to watch this. I, you're not going to get. You could have called me up yesterday and said, "I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go?" <laughs> and I would have said, "TC, I'm going into a tunnel. You're breaking up. I can't hear you." <laughs> Marco, I didn't even bother applying for a credential, and I had credentials offered to me. I just like no yeah. I, second year in a row. And this is where I kind of feel bad that I kind of wish it wasn't in Vegas. Because if it was somewhere else, I would it wouldn't even be a second thought. But now I'm thinking, like, well, it's here. Should I go? Or no, I just I, I'm not interested in that, unfortunately. And I st- I know people last week that were you know contemplating coming from out of town. Well, I'm going to the Pro Bowl, and I said, do are you sh- do you know that it's not a game? They go, well, yeah, we I know it's not a game, but at least it's gonna like you know be two hand. T- I go, no, it's not even that anymore. I go, it's a, it's like seven on seven flag football tournament and people had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you are a casual football fan, I don't think you had any idea. And from what I heard from the overnight ratings are just atrocious. And they said for Thursday, it, for the skills competition, which took place at the Raiders facility, the Intermountain Care Health uh, facility, they said ESPN was trying to do this live and they were having a lot of issues because you know, they wanted to try to broadcast it live and the timing was off a little bit, but they said the ratings were just atrocious. But not a surprise. No, not at all. I mean, you want to watch college basketball or you want to watch this on Thursday night? Yeah. You know, I'm watching college basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just curious though, what they're going to do uh, with the future of this game because they've had numerous opportunities to just say, shine it, forget it. And I think it would be better for the players and everybody. If you did move it back to Hawaii, if you want to keep this thing in Vegas, and I get it, Elysian Stadium's you know the shiny new toy of the NFL. 
And, you know, but when you get 58,000 to go and they're getting money for this, it's probably going to be hard to, to move it out of here. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I think these are not fans are really buying these tickets. I think, you know, it's hotel blocks, right? It has to be. But on the side note, Hawaii, what was good is for the players. They got, right. they got a vacation, take their family, go when the season's yeah. over there at the island and so forth. As far as the fans go, I think the fans will come to Vegas more so than go to Hawaii because there's so much other things for them to do here. If somebody wants to come and, and we say it all the time, if you look at your football schedule and you see your teams playing a road game in Vegas, you're going to want to go to that road game because you can in one weekend, you got shows, you got dining, you got gambling and you got a game. You got a full three days. I mean, think about the first time you came to Vegas. And I remember the first times that I used to come to Vegas. I never slept. Okay. Right. When I got on the plane, I was sleeping, waiting to get bored to plane, you know, at the gate terminal, you know, you go nonstop, you know, the trip with the guys was always four days, three nights is what we all, you know, always did. And if I got six hours of sleep, that was, you know, a lot, but that's the way you do it. You do Vegas hard the first few times. Then you learn to pace yourself after you've been here so many times. It's just the way it goes. I mean, it's just like this thing moving the chains, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, here's l- linemen and they're pulling like weights off. It's a total strength thing. And then you get these guys that now are pretending that they are, are part of the, the chain gang crew and they're pulling like, it's like a tug of war thing. I don't know if you, you saw this, but it's the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. And now you have the fans sitting there. Who are you rooting for? Way to go, 87 or 93. Yeah, pull that thing. You're pulling. I mean, it's, it's too gimmicky. It's too stupid. Nobody is cheering. They're looking at this thing like, okay, I've never seen anything like this before. So I don't know what I'm doing because that's, that's the thing. You're going to go see something that you, you can experience or it's nonsense. I mean, they're trying way too hard to make this thing innovative and entertain. It's not entertaining at all. Even the seven on seven passing is not entertaining. I got 30 seconds. That's all I could take. That's of it. it. So, hey, I'm sorry. Go. That's all you're getting out of me. That's all. I'm with you, man. <laughs> all right. We come back. Uh, we will talk about the Super Bowl hype. We will let the Super Bowl hype begin. Yes, it's one game, but it's a good one. It's the Eagles and it's the Chiefs. We'll talk about that all week long here. Uh, coming up here on the show today, we will talk some college basketball. The coach, Pete Gillen, always a fun time when Pete Gillen joins us. He will join us next hour. Hang tight for that. Then uh, Chuck Esposito will join us out at our Red Rock Casino, Station Casino's uh, vice president of of sports gambling. So we he will join us out there at Red Rock uh, next hour. So we'll talk all about that and uh, where the line is going, all the movement, the prop bets, and all that kind of good stuff. So And plus, we've got tickets to give away as well, too. Cool in the gang coming up Friday and Saturday night. I know Marco's excited. I'm excited. Uh, Friday and Saturday at the Westgate inside the International Theater. And then we also have uh, comedy show tickets uh, uh, coming as well. Thursday night as uh, the cabaret, the comedy cabaret, will debut inside the Westgate featuring uh, Marsha Warfield. You remember... Oh, yeah. Probably remember Marsha Warfield from her days back at Night Court, yep. right? She's going to be headlined. So we've got tickets to, uh, to give away this week for that. So hang tight uh, with that. But when we come back, Marco D'Angelo in the house. We'll talk Super Bowl hype. I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Dr. Doctor. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. Coming your way this weekend at the Westgate Las Vegas. Can't wait. And if you want to go to the show, hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21. And you just got to hit me with your best Cool in the Gang take. All right? So it can be a song. It can be video. Something. Concert moment. Concert moment. Anything. Best Cool in the Gang moment. Why you want to go to Cool in the Gang and we'll give you VIP seats coming up Friday night or Saturday night 
at the Westgate Las Vegas. So just hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21. And you want to go see Cool and the Gang, the legendary Cool and the Gang, Robert Cool Bell and the guys with so many great hits. Jungle Boogie, Ladies Night, Celebration, Fresh. I mean, I can just go on and on and on and on. I mean, you know, Marco may even know a song or two by the time we, we get done. Uh, but yes, hit me on Twitter, at TCMartin21. Best Cool and the Gang moment. Why you want to go see the show. Uh, you want to get creative. Give me a little rhyme. Give me a little rap. Uh, you got a Cool and the Gang moment. Why you want to see Cool in the Gang? Plain and simple, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll take the best one. Okay, if there, we have several best ones. Then it'll it'll go uh, drawing. But uh, hit me on Twitter at TC Martin Twenty One to go see Cool in the Gang this Friday and Saturday night at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the International Theater. Beautiful venue, great venue. Will be a a great concert. Uh, you'll be getting up and dancing, no doubt about it, Marco. I. I'm sure Lori can can get up and boogie a little bit, but all right, you do realize you you can't be sitting down this entire concert. I will not be. You will. Not. I will not be. <laughs> Is it safe to say that you're going to be pretty lubed up before you go into the concert? <laughs> well, I might need a couple of alcoholic beverages. There, yes, there, there you go. Got a fine bar there. Yeah. You know, inside the theater, you got to like that. Okay, man. Uh, so the Super Bowl, we'll let the hype begin. It is we we finally are here. Okay, after the dead week, we now have it have it going on here. Uh can hardly wait uh, for all this. Okay, you and I were talking last week when we we were at the Westgate on Friday that um you know, where we were kind of leaning at this point in time. I don't know about you, but for me, just in my drive in to the studio today, I think I changed my mind four times. <laughs> and this is totally unlike me because normally when we have a matchup, I, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this side. I like this team. You know, total, you know, I don't pay too much attention to that. But, um, of course, when you have a game like this, you re- you focus on all aspects, you know, because it's just one game. So you look at the total as well. You look at the props and all that sort of thing. <laughs> but I don't know. For, for you, if you go back to the last week, and then now as we head into Super Bowl week, have you nailed down where you're going to go? Are you looking for something to just kind of put the stamp of approval on it? Or are, you, or are you still open a little bit? I am definitely uh, leaning towards the Philadelphia side. The more I, I look at the game, uh, originally, you know, and I said my initial take was Kansas City because of the experience they have, you know, Mahomes being Super Bowl, you know, three times uh, in what five years? It's just a situation. Three and four years, yeah. three and four, yeah. And you look at you know Jalen Hurts; it's his first you know Super Bowl appearance at a young age. Yes, he came from Alabama, and that's the biggest stage in you know in college football. And then went to Oklahoma and had success as well. So, but it's still a different animal, okay? When you're at Alabama, and everybody said, well, they play in the SEC. And I, no, the SEC top to bottom is not the best. Okay. Uh, there's weak teams in the SEC, just like any other conference. Yes. The top half is stacked, but when you get to the NFL, it's like, you know, everybody has the rosters of, of an Alabama quality. Okay. You're playing at a different speed. Um, I just think that. Everybody's saying the same thing, and me and you both said as well, because it is a fact how easy they got here. They can't help it. It, you know, they, it's not their fault that San Francisco ran out of quarterbacks. Okay. Um, it was that ferocious pass rush that got to Purdy and, you know, hit him in that awkward, you know, just hit him at the right time, you know, in a devastating play. The turnover, obviously, and then losing uh, Purdy for the, you know, basically the rest of the game. He came back. He was non-existent. Uh, couldn't throw the football. But I'm going to look for props as well. And the one thing that I will say to people, and this is my public service announcement. Remember, this is one game, TC. Okay. When you're looking at the props, I will not be playing props for like the same units that I would be playing for a game. Because if I find five, six, seven props and I play them for a full unit like I would on a, a side or a total, that's ridiculous. Okay. This is one. But game. what if you found that one prop that you feel, okay, this, this oh. number's off. And because I know people and you probably do too that have said, wait, I'm going to hammer this and I really can't make a case for a side or a total here. And I'm going to do that. 
there are props that I will play for more, but the majority of my props will be fractions of of plays, especially if you're doing some of the bigger props uh, where there's big plus money if, if you're trying to go that route. Um, another little thing when we talk about and people are going to be looking at the game all different ways, and I was talking to you in the break, if you like Kansas City, you can get Kansas City right now at plus one and a half at most of the books. I think there's still a couple rogue twos out there. Um, minus 110. Or would you like Kansas City at plus 130? Okay, how do we get Kansas City at plus 130? Bet Patrick Mahomes to win Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Tell me a scenario where the Chiefs, if the Chiefs win this game, that Patrick Mahomes is not the MVP. I can't, and that's a great point because you know that it's not going to be any of their running backs. It's not going to be Pacheco. In order for a running back to garnish MVP, he's going to get over 200 yards. That's not the case really with Kansas City. They don't have that back that can do it, especially against the Eagles' D. You have to have a high-profile wide receiver. Could probably make the case, if Tyreek Hill was still there, that he could have a big day. But who is that going to be? Juju Smith-Schuster? No, no I don't think so. No. Right? <laughs> no. you, you know him better than anybody uh, or anybody else for that matter. So you're right. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the only way Travis Kelsey would be MVP would be like, it'd have to be like a co-MVP because whatever he gets, you know, Patrick Mahomes is getting credit for that yardage from throwing as Kelsey's getting for receiving. If Kelsey has three or four touchdowns, that means Patrick Mahomes has three or four touchdowns. So you're right. There, there is not that threat of any other offensive player if Kansas City wins. Getting MVP than Patrick Mahomes. So that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And your point, like with Tyreek Hill, if he was still there, remember back in the day when Tyreek Hill also ran punts back. Yes. Okay. You get a punt return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl and then catch one. Yeah. Then it's not happening with Sky Moore. No, it's not. (laughs) You know, so that's one, that's another way, you know, to look at it, you know, and I wouldn't say the same thing on the Philadelphia side because Jalen Hurts could have a game, but there, there's other offensive players that, you know, Brown, you know, could go off. But again, that would be a case of, you know, Hart's throwing and their running back could have a big game, you know, because Kansas City, I think, can be run on. But uh, for KC, there's only one option, in my opinion. That's a great point. Patrick Mahomes, when you look at MVP props, uh, plus 130. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I think I've gone back and forth with this game is because I think, again, the line is one and a half for a reason. It's a coin flip game. And like we've talked about with Philadelphia, they haven't been tested. But when you really add it up, I mean, this team is, has been really rock solid. They got a great offense. I'm not so worried about the experience factor, even though that I pointed out last week, the Chiefs have 16 guys that have been into, into the Super Bowl before. And most of those guys are skill. Position guys as well, which, which bodes well. But when you have the veteran leadership that the Philadelphia Eagles have, I think that that kind of squashes the been here, done that before with the Super Bowl. When you got guys, okay, like Jalen Hurts is young, but as we know, he's more mature for his age and where he's been. And so we, you can look at Jalen Hurts now as being a guy like a five or six year veteran. Okay. Not a, not a two year veteran anymore. I mean, he's that good. He's been in high pressure situations, college or whatever, but at the optimum highest level in college. And he has not missed a beat at all. And again, only second time, second year, uh, first time that, you know, second year in, in the same offensive system. All right. He's getting it. But when you look at what Philadelphia has, with veterans. You got to remember, Philadelphia built this team free agent with free agency. All right. They did a fantastic job. They're probably don't have a long life shelf of getting to this game over and over. They're going to have to lock up Jalen Hurts in a contract here pretty soon. Okay. He's still on, on his rookie contract, right? But you bring in guys like AJ Brown. All right. You bring in guys on the defensive side of the ball. You got four or five guys, Dominican Sue, other people like that that are probably going to be, you know, one and done, two and done type of thing. 
All right, but they're 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 veterans. They've been in pressure pack games before, where the Kansas City Chiefs have built their team basically with Patrick Mahomes, who's eaten up all the money, and Patrick Mahomes has got a bunch of undrafted free agents, draft picks, and that's how Kansas City has built their team. They're totally different. And for Kansas City to be here, Marco, really, this is the way I look at it, with the roster that they have, it's pretty amazing the way that they have done it because they don't have that star power. And the guys that they have are pretty banged up as well, too. So just from a a name recognition, star power, uh, overall experience, Pro Bowl type of guys, that's Philadelphia's side and not Kansas City's. So that's kind of coming into more and more of my brain because, okay, I can't get over that you know, Mahomes is injured. I understand. He's fantastic. Best quarterback in the league. He is the guy, but he's still going to have problems with that. they got problems at wide receiver. Um you know, they got the running back, Edwards Hilaire. He's coming back today, but how effective is he going to be? Um, but they're going to force him in there. It's going to eat up carries. So I don't know. The, I'm kind of leaning towards you right now that I kind of like the Philadelphia side, even though it's scary to go against Patrick Mahomes, but they have just as much experience, maybe not Super Bowl experience, but veteran leadership and veteran experience just as much, if not more, than Kansas City. Yeah, and you go to the three losses that Philadelphia had to share. And granted, yes, their schedule was soft. They're bad losses. Okay. The Monday night loss against Washington, Monday night football, division rival. And at that point, I think it was some kind of ridiculous number that Philadelphia was like plus 10 or 11 already on the season on the turnover margin. And, you know, I talked about that that week, and that was part of my handicap. I said, this is something that can't continue. I realize, you know, interceptions, yes. You know, for the most part, that's a defensive play, or the ball's tipped at the line of scrimmage, something like that. But they were getting, like, every fumble, every time the ball hit the ground, they were getting the recovery. And that's a 50-50 coin flip when it comes to fumbles, okay? Yeah, you can hit the guy, strip the ball, that's good defense. You, you know, maybe they work on that in practice more about trying to strip the ball. But once it hits the ground, that's not a guarantee you're getting it, okay? And they changed that in the second half of the season. It came back to where it should be more towards the means as we always say. The other two losses were late in the season. The one was at Dallas, um and they had turnovers galore in that game, uh, four turnovers to just one. And you were without Hurts, and you were then you had the second game, Saints, the very next week, where you had Garner Minshew as well. He's not Jalen Hurts. That team's built for Jalen Hurts the way they run that offense. It wasn't a comfortable fit. It was they got through it with them, but that's not what you wanted. So this is a team that, other than those three games, you know they've been. Good. Where people got down on Philadelphia was because they had the two losses in a row. And then the game they needed when Jalen Hurts came back and he wasn't a hundred percent in that game against the Giants, laying 17 points and they barely escaped with the win. All they needed to do was win. They didn't need style points. They just, they had the starters in there enough to get that lead early and coast to the win. And oh, the week before the Giants had, you know, won their play, you know, clinched their playoff spot. So the Giants really didn't have anything to play for in that game. That's it on on Philadelphia. Kansas City, as good as their record has been all year, they've been an absolute money burner at the windows, ATS, because they would win and not cover because they were always big favorites, expected to win. Now they're in a different role Is the underdog. Does that, you know, you could play the disrespect card, but how many times can you play that? They played that card to the hilt in the AFC championship game that they were disrespected by Cincinnati. That's not the case this week. It's got to come down to turnovers like big games usually do of the team that capitalizes on the turnovers. And again, Jalen Hurts is not a turnover machine. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can be a little careless with the football. Okay. Even though he's fantastic, we realize that. But, you know, again, when you look at the Philadelphia side, you got to look at that defense, that defensive line, putting pressure on Mahomes, who will not be close to 100%. Can they get to him? 75 sacks on the year. That's a that's a big deal. 
But then on the flip side, when I look at Kansas City, I'm going, it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid off of buys. <laughs> there's a buy. You know, there there's another buy here, and that's not that's no joke. I mean, that's a, people want to use that all the time, but that's real, okay? Because Andy Reid is probably the best offensive guru there is in football right now. You give this guy another week to look at film, tape, whatever you want to call it, DVDs, okay? <laughs> not projectors, okay? Not film, all right? But this is what he does. I mean, you saw the ring around the rosies, okay? I mean, it's stuff like that that he will – everyone wants to make a big deal. Oh, about the Philly special. Don't you think Andy Reid's tired of hearing about his former team, okay, you know, in the Philly special and the guy that replaced him? Andy Reid's going to have a Kansas City barbecue special or something. <laughs> He's going to have something for him to come up with because every week he has a little bit different wrinkle. You know, we we see that. I mean, didn't we see in the first quarter last week they did the hitch the hitch and ladder yep. to kill like where where's that coming from? But this is what Andy Reid does, and I guarantee you there's something to this that they're playing Philadelphia, the franchise that fired him. He's gonna have a lot of toys up his sleeve, and that's what scares me about Going against Kansas City. And nothing against the Philadelphia head coach, but he hasn't been on this stage yet. Right. Okay. So this is, this and is, and he different. does not have the offensive intellect that Andy Reid has. No. And, you know, we talk about all the time, you know, and I think it's overrated, the Belichick coaching tree. The coaching tree that Andy Reid came <laughs> from is by far the, the, the best of the class as far as family trees in head coaching. That's like the old oak in, um, in the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can you relate to that tree? Okay. Yeah, You're the tree yeah. where, the, where, where the stuff's buried underneath there. That tree's like 200 years old. But I don't know why they, I said that. But that, that reminds me of that. That's that tree, man. I mean, that's it's the deep. That it, it is. How many, how many coaches can you name? They came through that, you know, that tree, Mike yeah. Holgram, yeah. you know, come down from what's well, the Bill Walsh tree. Yeah. I mean, he go all it's the a, way down. That's, that's where it comes from, you know, it's all offensive minded. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we got uh, another six days to go back and forth, change our mind about this. <laughs> this. So uh, we'll, we'll see uh, where it goes. All right. College basketball night. I really want to get a take on you because, uh, again, this is meaningful college basketball time and always fun on Monday nights, especially like with the Big 12. Kansas is hosting Texas. Kansas coming off an embarrassing loss. I actually had Iowa State against uh, Kansas. I, I like Kansas in a bounce-back situation. It's a low number here. I believe it's, what, three or four. It's up to four. It, four. And now you've got Texas. Um, we know they've gone through the Chris Beard uh, you know, being fired, let go, the domestic abuse, but they've kind of wither, weathered that storm. They've done a very good job of that. When no one's really talking about that, how are you handicapping this game tonight? Well, um, actually, I did uh, broke this game down on a show this morning at Wager Talk, and, and I'd like people to go look at that. Yeah. WagerTalk.com, right? We got the situation with Texas. I was on Texas on Saturday. That was one of my my winners on Saturday. And the reason I had Texas on Saturday is they were playing Kansas State. Kansas State, you know me and you do the same thing. We're situational guys. There was a horrible spot, I felt, for Kansas State. The average guy will look at that game and say, oh, Kansas State's returning home. They're looking to bounce back, you know, off their game against Kansas. No. That was a big game against Kansas in a rivalry. And so often teams like to use the phrase can lose the same game twice. When you have a big game and then you have the letdown, you lost, you kind of have like that hangover effect the next game. And I thought it was a great spot for Texas. It was a low number. To me, they were begging you to take Kansas State as good as they played at home all year. They were only, you know, the line was basically pick the winner. Mm-hmm. Well, I picked the winner, and it wasn't Kansas State. I went with Texas. And it was a revenge game, too, for yeah. Texas. Yeah. Kansas State put 116 on them last time. Absolutely. And Texas scored 103. Exactly. <laughs> then for Kansas on Saturday going with Iowa State, perfect spot to take Iowa State. Why? You had Kansas just came off a week ago. They had played Kentucky in the Big 12 SEC challenge. And even though Kentucky's down a couple notches this year, it's not your normal Kentucky team. This is a team. It's the name. It's the blue bloods of college basketball, the Dukes, the Kansas is, you know, in Kentucky. So that was a big win. And they followed that big win up 
on the road at Kentucky, come back home, played midweek. I don't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday, but played that Kansas State rematch, revenge for losing, uh, you know, in uh, at Kansas State. So that was a great spot to take Iowa State at home. Now, tonight, it's the opposite. Texas is the one in the bad spot. You're coming off winning a game on the road on Saturday. In these games where a team plays back-to-back on Saturday and Monday and they're traveling, that's not a great spot for you know college basketball teams. It's a tough spot, and you're coming off a satisfying win. I always say, you know, maybe a little fat and sassy. Mm-hmm. And it was a game that was they were down early in that game. Texas came back, and then it was the final five minutes. They were trading buckets back and forth. It was, you know, I lost a few more hairs off this head watching <laughs> the end of that game. But it was a tough game. It takes a lot out of a team. Where Kansas, as you said, they were embarrassed on Saturday, returned back home. I look for them tonight. If they played this game 10 times, I would probably give Texas a shot five or six of the 10. But because of the schedule, no. Yeah. It's Kansas tonight. I think you and I are on the same side. And I'll give you one here uh, tonight as well, too. Uh, UW Milwaukee against Green Bay. Uh, it's a big number, but you should be okay laying it. Green Bay is awful. This is a team that's like three and 19 this year, and they have not been in a competitive close game at all. That program has really fallen by the wayside the last couple seasons. They have been in non-competitive games. There was a game last week where they only scored 38 points, and uh, it's a big rivalry. I can tell you, I was part of that rivalry for many, many years. Milwaukee is uh, near the top of the Horizon League this year. And, um, people will look at that number and they'll say, Oh, 16, that's a big number. Uh, they might have that covered at halftime. Uh, again, it's just Green Bay's in a situation where they don't have the talent. They don't have the coaching. They don't have the bodies. And this season is over for them. Let me ask you that with that big number. And I'm not, I hate laying those kind of big numbers. Yeah. Would you look to play them in the first half where you're going to get a much better line? Yes, absolutely. And I was going to say that. So I almost said, you know, th- that number might be covered at halftime, you know, and so there you go. There you go. Right. Think alike. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Marco D'Angelo over at wagertalk.com. You can go there, check out his uh, videos, and of course, subscribe to his place at wagertalk. Always, oh, they do a fantastic job over there. All right, my man. I appreciate you coming in today, man. No problem. And then uh, on the drive home, you get to listen to, to one of your favorite guys on the show, Pete Gillen. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's always fun. All right. Uh, Thursday, we'll be back at the Westgate. Uh, Mark will be uh, joining me. Oscar Goodman is going to be joining us uh, on Thursday. And then Friday, of course, we'll be there for our uh, big Super Bowl extravaganza on Friday. That'll be a lot of fun as well, too. All right. All right. More coming your way on the other side of the hour. Yes, Chuck Esposito is going to join us next hour. And then the coach, Pete Gillen, who has got more frequent flyer miles than anybody I know, traveling all over the place doing his college basketball stuff on CBS. He's up next. Marco, appreciate you, brother. And I'll see you Thursday and Friday. All right. Take care. All right. Get on it. Get down on it. I say people.